death and destruction. Darth Maul and Savajo Press spread chaos as they descend on the Outer Rim. After rescuing his brother from despair, Savage and Maul murder and pillage at every turn. Fueled by rage and vengeance, they search for meaning in their new alliance as reports of their brutal attacks spread across the galaxy. Again, Bucketheads, Maeve Archigar, welcome to the 155th Mindful of Malls and Machinations episode of Mandavision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to find us is, of course, on social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandavisionTom at gmail.com. Please make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. How is everyone doing? Welcome back to Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Monday, <laughs> I think, I hope, hope we're on track. We are here to kick off Season 5 of Star Wars The Clone Wars, and, you know, we're in a really interesting time here. You know, we're post, we're post Kenobi, we're post Star Wars Celebration, uh, we're gearing up for the Bad Batch Season 2. It's, it's, it's a really great time, as always, to be a Star Wars fan, and... Uh, you know, one of the things I think I was able to do on our little time off of, of re-watching the Clone Wars, you know, there's a little bit of a gap between you're hearing them. Not a big gap between them when I'm recording them, but a gap from when you hear them. But I did take a few days to sort of assess what I think the big the big time, the big uh, um, changes, I suppose, the big evolution from Season 4 to Season 5 is with Star Wars The Clone Wars. And it, again, this is just my opinion, just my thoughts. Because, as you know, you listen back... As we rewatch season four, and I was really blown away with the insane level of consistency with the episodes. I really thought everything in season four of the show was, you know, pretty spectacular, pretty great stuff. I mean, even even the stuff that wasn't like super deep diving in, into into you know Clone Wars mythology or, or Mandalorian mythology or Jedi Sith mythology stuff, like just like the show itself was really really great. Like everyone sort of got together. Everyone was clicking on the same thing on the same page, um, and th- that season really, really hums. It's a, it's just really rock solid entertainment, and it's really, really good Star Wars. What this evolution going into season five was was them at the top of their game raising the bar 
into season five and really escalating the stakes, the sense of scope with a lot of the storytelling. And I think I think that comes through uh, pretty easily because we have such massive, massive storylines for our characters. You know, a, a big development here uh, in the early part of the season where we're going to go to Onderon, we meet Saw Gerrera, we're going to explore the sort of complicated nature of the Jedi training what could be called insurgencies. Um, you know, it, it, it it's a controversial topic. We're going to we're going to try and talk very carefully uh, about that in in a um, even-handed approach. We're we're going to try to talk about it very evenly. <laughs> we will do our best. But again, the, I mean, this this show is broken down by big big arcs. You know, the big Ahsoka arc at the end of the season, the big Mandalore arc in the middle. Uh, we got a big droid arc, you know, in the middle of the season as well. And again, some people will knock the droid arc. I'm not going to lie. There are some droid droid detractors that don't care for the droid stuff as much as I do. Uh, but when you're dealing with a season as heavy, with as many heavy theme thematic elements in it, I think the droid episodes are a nice palate cleanser before we dive back into the mall oppressed stuff, before we dive into uh, the, the bittersweet Ahsoka uh, struggle at the end of the season. Uh, there, there's so much to get into with this, with this season, and it really, again, just elevates the stakes for all these characters. And... Um, we start the we start the season in an interesting fashion because we get another basically a continuation from from where we left off. We we pick up with Maul and Opress, and originally this episode was not to be the season one or I'm sorry the season five premiere. They were going to do the Onderon arc first. They were going to do that four parter on Onderon, save this for the middle of the season, uh, so that all those this are this episode and then the the the, the episodes with Death Watch work together a little bit more harmoniously. Uh, and chronologically speaking, that is sort of where it takes place. Like we do jump ahead in the timeline a little bit here. We'll talk a little bit about that mostly in the next episode. I'll probably touch on it a bit here when we get to the particular moment that I'm talking about. But you know, let's not get too. Uh, let's let's hey listen. Let's just get into the episode. I think that's probably the better way to do things. But I don't know. How did you feel about this choice? I feel like thematically it makes a lot of sense to kind of pick up where we left off with Maul and Opress as opposed to kind of keeping us in wait. Um, but at the same time, I would have been just as happy to dive into the Onderon arc because it is a very... I, I, I guess I'll just, I'll just have to go the word controversial. If, if you're familiar with uh, the U.S. government's history of military incidents in other countries, you'll see some parallels. Uh, whether you feel how you feel about that, that is up to you. And again, when we get to those episodes, we'll try to talk about those very evenly, very even handedly if we can. Uh, but, and, you know, and maybe that was part of the reason to start with Maul and Opress. Like, thematically, we'll pick up where we left off with these two, and then we'll, then we'll kind of get into Onderon and, and Saw Gerrera and all that stuff. I think it works, honestly. I, I, I have no problem with them going in this direction because, again, you know, we're watching these seasons back to back to back to back all in a row. I don't have like the luxury of like a year gap or whatever it was between four and five. So kind of picking up where we left off kind of makes some sense to me. So I'm into it. And we get a lot of really good stuff with Maul and Oppress. The first bump bumper that we're going to play uh, before we get into the conversation, uh, it, it, I will probably interrupt it in the midpoint because there is sort of a line of delineation that I want to want to stop and talk about before we hear the rest of Maul's um, conversation if you could call it that, with his brother. 
So I think it's important. Let's just go ahead and get into it. I'm, I'm, you know me. I, I will sometimes ramble too much before the episode even starts. So let's just dive into it. Let's do this. Uh, this is season five, episode one, revival. Original air date September 29th, ninth, two thousand and twelve. Our plot this week: Maul takes Savage as his apprentice, and together they set out to gather an army. Their attempt to recruit Hondo Onaka and his pirates is interrupted by Jedi Council members Obi Wan Kenobi and Adi Galia. Our voice cast this week, James Arnold Taylor is Obi-Wan Kenobi, Sam Witwier is Darth Maul, Jim Cummings returns as Hondo Anaka, Matt Lanter is Jiro in this episode, Clancy Brown is Savage Opress, Angeline Perrin is Adigalia, Tom Kane is Sabo, and our narrator, Terrence T.C. Carson, is, uh, he's pirates in this, he's not even Mace Windu. Ian Abercrombie returns as Chancellor Palpatine, and there will be a side note to that at the end of the episode as well. So... A lot to get into, a lot of like little notes to, to interject in this episode. Uh, it's written by Chris Collins. It is directed by Stuart Lee, who's been doing just a, an absolute fire job on the, on the show. And, you know, the, at, the, at this point, I don't think there's anything you can really knock as far as the direction goes. Like, the, the, this has all been done so, so well uh, that, again, direct, criticizing animation direction is somewhat of a challenging proposition for me it's not my strong point but i feel like these episodes are have been directed very very well from at least you know late season two on like everything's been really really done really really well done our jedi fortune cookie this week strength in character can defeat strength in numbers this is important in regards to our good friend obi-wan kenobi who after getting thrown off balance by maul's goading by maul's reminder of his ineffectualness in the battle of naboo when maul killed qui-gon jinn uh, this time around, Qui-Gon, or, oh boy, this time around, Obi-Wan is able to stay a lot more centered, a lot more focused, and fight the battle in his terms, in, 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 a, in a stronger sense than he could the last time around, where his emotions got the better of him, where he was off balance, where he just got swept up and let Maul dictate the terms of the, of the, of the conflict. He does a great job in this, and the lightsaber battle in this episode is Fantastic. Uh, especially towards the end of the episode when it's Opress and Maul, two versus one on Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Obi-Wan shows his stuff in a way that uh, we, we rarely have gotten to see thus far in, in the series. But Obi-Wan really gets his, to shine his lightsaber skills in this one. So let's go ahead and get into it. You know what that means. It's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Look, brother. A fortune. True fortune will be the demise of Kenobi. Credit chips are meaningless without a plan to survive. The Jedi are hunting us. We will be forced to make a stand. And we will deal with them. They are too many. To continue, we need one singular vision. My vision. As we were told during the introduction to the episode of the show by our good friend, the narrator, uh, Opress and Maul have been terrorizing this section of the galaxy right now they're they're trying to gather resources they're trying to figure out their plan and 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 maul is is sort of beginning to get the the uh, the inkling of an idea the beef the f edges of a plan are starting to come into focus for him at this point uh but you know just running around stealing credits isn't enough at this point they have you know when we see their freighter it's full of things to to, to get people to compensate them for their allegiance i suppose but 
he hasn't quite formulated what he wants to do just yet. He has an idea, but he hasn't quite been able to implement it. Like we talked about at the end of the episode, he wants to become the puppet master. He wants to be the new Sidious, right? Like he wants to play the game in the way that his former master did. And at this point, he's not quite there. He's not quite able to do so. Uh, but as we learned in that final episode of, of season four, if, if Maul has developed one skill set in the time being since the end of episode one to when we find him here, uh, he has learned patience. And that's in balance. Uh, that, that's, excuse me, that is counterbalance to his desire for revenge. Uh, but what he's about to tell Opress here, as, as, as where I interrupted the conversation about how they have to proceed with one vision, a singular vision, Maul's vision. Now he's going to lay it out up for Opress that, listen, we're brothers, but we're Sith. And there is, there, there's a certain set of rules here. And we are about domination, as in I dominate you. You are subservient to me. You are the apprentice. I am the master. And that is exactly what he lays out right here. Brother, let us share our strength. There is no need for dominance between us. Always two there are, my brother. A master and an apprentice. And you are the apprentice. So, it is time for a lesson. You have grown so powerful. And I shall complete your training. Not as your brother, but as your master. So Maul's gotten real handy with those uh, new fancy cybernetic legs of his. And as Opress says there, he's gotten so powerful. And again, this is a very Sith thing, right? The you, you have to dominate the will of others. And that's exactly what Maul is doing right here to Opress at this point. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's sort of cute how Savage Opress is like, we are brothers, we will share power together and be awesome. And Maul's like, nope, not happening. I'm the boss, you're the bee. And that's <laughs> that's a crude way to say it. But, yeah, I mean, again, Maul is very much Sith. You know, there are two. He says it right there. He plays the rules down, Master and the Apprentice. And this is the dynamic that we will have. Our, you're, yes, you're my brother, but that doesn't mean that's secondary compared to Master and Apprentice. Now Obi-Wan and Adi Galia, a Jedi Master that we've not seen in, in a little while, will be paying the station a visit where Maul and Opress just raided and pilfered and took all those credit tabs and blew up a bunch of droids in the process. And we're going to get to see a, uh, a, a Snivian. Um, and this Snivian is modeled to look like the original 1977 uh, Snaggletooth action figure that was available, I think, in like a Sears playset back in the day. So if you're an old head like me, you will recognize that. But Obi-Wan and Adi Galia... Again, Obi-Wan's very, very positive that this will be Maul and Opress that, that have, have struck at this station here. And that'll give them the next clue to pursue and track down Maul and Opress. What is in the Sirtar Sector? That's where Florum is. You've been there? What can we expect? Pirates. 
Now we cut back to Molino Press as they are making their way to Florum. And we see the Weequay pirate flying saucer ships that we've seen uh, so many times throughout the Clone Wars thus far. And these Weequay pirates, they scan, and they're going to board the ship. They want to take that loot. Uh, little do they know that Maul and Opress are waiting there for them. And it's at this point that Maul will make an offer that maybe these Weequay pirates can't refuse. Do you want to live? Yes, very badly. <coughs> We will make you rich. Your skills and talents could serve us well. The choice is yours. You're, you're hiring us? What kind of Jedi are you? We are not Jedi. We are lords. Crime lords. We work for Ondo. You ought to pay us really well to get us to betray him. Money is of no object for men like us. You will have all that you desire and more if you pledge yourselves to me. So I have to ask a question first, and I've been meaning to bring this up uh, for the last couple of episodes. But what do we think of Shirtless Maul in his return here? Man can't be bothered to find a tunic? No, sir. He has that fancy collar, you know, <laughs> it doubles as a bit of a chest plate. <laughs> but otherwise, that man, I mean, listen, he's proud of his tats. Proud of his his physique? I get it. I understand. I respect it. But uh, it, it, it's cold in space. I feel like he should at least have a sweater. Just a thought. You know, maybe maybe a nice cardigan. Darth Cardigan. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun thought. Anyways, back to the episode, and not to Maul's fashion senses. Uh, the Weequay pirates have called some other pirates aboard. They seem to be willing to join with Maul because, hey, Maul's offering money. And pirates like money. So now it's time to make a phone a phone call, a hollow call to Hondo Onaka himself. And uh, let's check that out because, hey, it's always good to hear from Hondo Onaka. Three of your lieutenants have already sworn allegiance to me. Traitors. Scum! I'm so proud. But so betrayed. There is a penalty for resistance. And that was the one of the Weequay lieutenants, the one who was sort of pausing, hesitant to officially join Maul without talking to Onaka first, because that's how betrayal works. But again, Maul has no time for this. Runs him through with the lightsaber. Let me warn you. You are not the first laser sword-wielding maniac I've had to deal with. And Hondo Onaka survives every time we shall see so it looks like Maul and Opress and their new Weequay pirates are about to go to war with Hondo Anaka and his remaining loyal pirates as Obi-Wan and Adigalia arrive on the scene and Obi-Wan will be reaching out to Hondo next for a bit of an overture with the pirate that he uh, has had several encounters with Greetings, Hondo. Greetings? What kind of menace have you brought to my planet now? First, you lose this system, and Grievous comes in and destroys my entire stronghold, leaving me here to just rummage through the leftovers of my once great empire. And now, these two horned men show up. 
Who are these horny-headed maniacs? They don't seem like normal Jedi. Not Jedi, Hondo. Sith. We track them here. They just threatened to attack with a group of my men. My own men! Yes, we are looking at them right now. A cargo vessel in three of your starships. They're heading towards you, Hondo. More to the point. Are you going to help me when you get here? There's nothing we can do about your men, but we can certainly do something about the Sith. Good. I'll deal with my men. You deal with those tattooed crazies. Right. And there we have it. Get ready for a really, really fun battle sequence. I love this sequence. It's so much freaking fun. And it starts off, you know, again, Maul versus Kenobi, uh, Opress versus Adigalia. And listen, it's a really great battle. I don't want to, I, I can only paint you so much of a picture with my words. Uh, but we get to see the Death Amari Zabrak do something that we have not seen done before. Uh, as as Savage Opress will use his mighty horned head to impale Adigalia. It's uh, it's quite a spectacle. I was like, my goodness, he, he gores her. Savage Opress, you might say, is savage Opress. So I'm going to play the section where Savage Opress is going to do the goring. But I, I wanted to say, just play the section again. It's battle. You can only paint. I can't paint the words for you here. So just listen to I love the music, all right? That's why I want to play this section of the of the battle. Again, this is a great lightsaber battle. Galia, Kenobi, Maul, Opress. It's fantastic. But listen to this section of music at the same time. It's so freaking good. <laughs> That's a, it's, it's really fantastic. Kevin Kinnear does a great job, uh, as always, but really escalating the, the, the tension as this lightsaber battle is playing out. And one of the really fun parts, well, fun, <laughs> but Kenobi almost gets the drop on Opress. Uh, it's not, if not for a last-minute save by Darth Maul himself, Kenobi would have avenged Adagalia right there on the battlefield with a, with a lightsaber stroke of his own to, to end Opress. But it's not to be as Maul steps in and saves his apprentice and his brother at the same time. So Kenobi and, the, and Hondo and his pirates, they fall back into their stronghold, and now it's time to bring in Maul and his band of pirates as they try to get a little bit of an ambush on them, you know, trap them in their own territory kind of situation here. Uh, and, Maul, and, and Kenobi's part of the plan is to lead Maul and oppress away so that Hondo can deal with his own men. I mean, they're pirates. I think Hondo sort of believes he can get them back on his side. Uh, he just has to threaten them with death. That's usually all it takes to get the pirates to come back to your way. Where are the rest of your men? They are setting up an ambush. We can't use your help. Where is the other Jedi? She's... she's dead. She's... they are too powerful for even you. I am semi-speechless. 
I shall draw the brothers away. Once that's done, blast the passageway closed. And leave you alone with the two crazies? Yeah, okay. Retreat! Retreat! Alright, so Kenobi's gonna draw them away. And I again I love Onaka calling Maul and Oppressed the two crazies. It's hilarious. It, it it plays into who Hondo has always been since we met him on day one. And and I love it so, so dearly. Uh what I wanted to mention here about Adagalia's death, and as we mentioned earlier in, in this episode, this episode was not to be the premiere of season five. This was to be later on in the run, uh, closer to the to the the back half of the season, leading into the Mandalore Death Watch stuff. Um, the decision was made to move it up, and that is why we see Adagalia die in this episode. But in next week's episode, we will see Adagalia in the Jedi Council chambers as as they are discussing their their plans for Onderon. Um, so yeah, by and large, for the past couple of seasons, the show's done a really good job of being uh, in step with its own continuity. As, as as in one episode kind of flows into the next, flows into the next, flows into the next. Now we kind of revert back to jumping around in the timeline just a little bit. And as as we sort of talked about, like I think for the sake of continuity, for, for no, I shouldn't say continuity, but it's it's it sort of makes sense for this episode to pick up from the season four finale. I, I sort of get it. I understand where they're coming from. Because you just you just teased the, the big return of Maul. We had a really great episode. Uh, and this way you kind of get our appetites wet for the, for him to be back right here at the start of season five. And then you then you make us wait for more, <laughs> which is fine too. But yeah, so if, if, you're, if you're watching these shows in, in, in an attempt to do chronological order, you are not going to be watching this episode. You're going to go right to, to episode, uh, I think it's two, three, four, and five. For the first part of this season, this doesn't come into play until I think episode twelve or thirteen. Um, so keep that in mind. If you're if you are one of the fans who enjoys watching the shows uh, and, and, and and movies in like that sort of unique chronological order, I've seen many many lists of this popping up on like Reddit and things like that. Of sort of like, hey, try watching the Star Wars trilogy or try watching the the Clone Wars this way. And if you're into doing that, then cool. Then you're probably not even on this episode yet, or you're going to send this episode in the right order for yourself. and uh, But again, just putting it out there, because again, next week we will see Adagalia in the Jedi Council, Council Chambers. You'll be like, oh yeah, okay. So this one's, we're kind of fast-forwarding the timeline just a little bit here so we can get this this awesome Maul, Savage Press Hondo Onaka episode right now. And that's what's going on there. So good stuff. Let's check out the rest of the battle here as Obi-Wan is going to lead the Maul brothers away. You can't call them the Maul brothers. The, 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 the Dathomirian Dynamite. <laughs> we got to come up with a cool like tag team wrestling name for Maul and Opress. Like the 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 you know Lords of the Sith. That's two on the nose, right? The we got to think of something. I'm gonna put my my thinking cap on and I'm, I'm gonna try to come up with something by the by uh, the end of this episode. We'll see what happens. But let's check in with our with our heroes where they're at now. As Obi Wan leads them away, leads Maul and Opress away, and he's gonna stand and confront. And again. A great lightsaber battle. Obi-Wan much more centered in this fight. And now, again, another key element to the battle is after Adagalia fell, he took her lightsaber with him. So now he has two blades. One in each hand, one for each of them, as Doc Holliday might say. And again, a great lightsaber sequence. A much more centered, a much more balanced, focused Obi-Wan in this battle. Uh, as, as he hangs around 
in this fight and does some really serious damage. And uh, he's going to get a get a shot in on a press that's going to leave a mark. And let's let's check out what we can hear from this. Surrender. We are two, and you are no match for us both. You are mistaken. Are you still willing to fight me? All right, now we check back in with Onaka, and he's a. a they got the drop on the other Weequay pirates. They had their, their uh, I believe it was an E40 web blaster, uh, pointed right at them all. It was going to mow them down. And now Hondo's renegotiating with his former men. The Hond men aren't interested in helping you, they are only interested in Kenobi. <laughs> So as you're watching this fight, and again, I think we do cut back and forth to the, the, the stuff with Hondo and his men and, and this battle here between Kenobi and Molino Press. Watch as Obi-Wan keeps taking shots at Savage Press's knees. Uh, this is something that Adagalio tried as well, was to kick out uh, his knees. And it takes multiple shots to get this done right, whether it's 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 breaking down the bone of the cartilage in, in Opress's knees that's protecting him, because remember, he is enhanced. He has been uh, built up by Mother Talzin, so he withstands a lot more damage than the average Zabrak would. So, notice as Obi-Wan keeps going for the knees in this over and over again, as he tries to like wear down that, that, that layer of protection that, that Opress has on his legs. <laughs> So again, at this point in the fight, he's gotten three or four shots in on Opress's knee, and that's very, very vital. Now we're going to cut back over to the Weequay as Hondo uh, makes another pitch. They promised us wealth and power, boss. Please forgive us. Please don't kill us. We beg of you. Kill you? I would not kill you. Everyone, the horned men's ship is filled with valuable goods. As your restored leader, I say we celebrate our reunification to the landing pad. All right, now we cut back to Molino Press. Again, the intensity here. If you're not watching Obi-Wan be awesome with two lightsabers in his hand, holding off both of these, these again, you, you can make an argument about how far along the Sith food chain Savage Press is, but he's very deadly with that double-bladed lightsaber. And again, we know Maul's skill set. So we're watching him right now put Obi-Wan on the ropes here a little bit with a nice, nice force grab. Okay, so. <laughs> it looks bad for Obi-Wan, but he sees that knee one more time. And he knows that he can do it. Obi-Wan knows he's worn it down. He's broken through whatever bone or cartilage or, or thick, thick tendons that are there. And he's going to deliver the blow that's going to give him the chance to get the upper hand here. And then he cuts off Savage Opress's arm. That's going to leave a mark, my friends. That one stings. Savage! 
right, so Maul does a force push, sends Obi-Wan flying away. The chamber collapses around them, separating the, the combatants from each other. But Obi-Wan feels like he's gotten the upper hand here now. What's interesting is, as we watch Savage Opress deal, tend to his, his wounded arm, right? Look at, look at the green power that's coming out of it. The wound is leaking the Night Sister's magic, Mother Talzin's magic. It's coming right out of that wound. And that's something we're going to see again in, in a, bit, a bit later in this episode, too. Come, my apprentice. This plan has failed, but we will have another opportunity. <sighs> and Obi-Wan knows he must pursue at this point. He cannot... He has the chance to get the upper hand here to end this now. He cannot let them get away, so he will pursue. So Maul and Opress come out of the stronghold about the same time as the rest of the Weakway do. Uh, but Maul and Opress are in for a bit of surprise here. Jiro, ready the men. We're leaving. My men aren't going anywhere with you. Look at them. How powerful can they be? They are running away from Kenobi. <laughs> you will pay for your insolence. Insolence? <laughs> we are pirates. We don't even know what that means. Open fire. If we kill those two, their riches will be ours. All right, so another great bit of action sequence here. As they attempt to get, make, make their way back to their freighter, the pirates in hot pursuit. I love Hondo Anaka and just slamming Kenobi. Like, how powerful can they be? They'll run away from Obi-Wan Kenobi, for God's sake. <laughs> it's a great line. It's really, really well done. And, and it only seems to infuriate Maul even more. So, I, again, well played by Hondo Anaka. And, yeah, it's going to escalate quickly. So as they're making their way back to the freighter, Maul pulls down Obi-Wan's star cruiser. That, he's not going to be able to pursue now. Uh, but Hondo has a guy with a bazooka, <laughs> or the Star Wars equivalent of one, and they're about to unleash it against Maul's freighter. Our engines have been compromised. Get to the escape pod. It's too late. Trust me, apprentice. What we didn't mention, what I what I neglected to mention too, is that on in the in the in the race back to the freighter, uh, Maul gets dinged pretty badly, and one of his legs uh, comes off. And you see Mother Talzin's magic once again spilling out of that that cybernetic leg of his. So again, these these enhanced beings now. I mean, they're enhanced by by Night Sister magic, uh, and when they lose limbs, like that magic begins to ooze out, right? So. Again, another reminder that, that they are enhanced in, in certain ways that we have to keep in mind. Uh, this is particularly vital to, to Savage Opress uh, as, as, as we see, when we see him later on in this season. It is something to pay attention to. But yeah, Maul, Maul took a loss too. You know, his, one of his new legs gone already. So they make their way to the escape pod. Uh, and this escape pod is far more functional than some of the other escape pods we've seen in Star Wars to this point. Uh, it's actually able to leave the gravity well of, of Florum and, you know, make its way to space. Un unlike most escape pods that we've seen thus far, where they just kind of will drift or go 
so far, you know, the, obviously the idea is to get to a planetary surface so that the occupants will survive. This one, a little bit more maneuverable, a little more power to it, uh, as it's able to break gravity with Florum. And we watched the freighter come crashing down to the surface. Well, Kenobi, let's get out there and see what riches have fallen from the sky for me and you. <laughs> Shall we? Very well. All right, let's see how it goes as they're at the wreckage of the freighter. And uh, the pirates are collecting up all the loot they can find. But strangely, no bodies have been recovered yet. There's no sign of those two, boss. Well, if the condition of these goods is any indication, uh, your friends have been vaporized. I wouldn't be so sure. I cut one of them in half once, and he survived. Well, isn't that interesting? All right, now we're going to cut back to the end of this episode, and it's a fascinating ending on so many, many levels. We're checking in with the Chancellor, and listen, I'm just going to let it play out. I may pause it here and there, but check this out. It's a really interesting sequence. Listen to the words, the way that, that Palpatine is talking, calling this a personal matter, not important to the ongoing affairs of the Republic. Just listen to it. I think we have closure on this matter, Master Kenobi. I disagree, Chancellor. Everything we've learned from this is that the Sith are persistent. They will not die. I understand your reservations, Master Kenobi, but I am afraid we can no longer allow this personal matter of yours to be a Republic concern. It does not appear this Darth Maul is a direct threat to the Republic. We need to redirect your efforts to the cause at hand stopping Count Dooku and thus ending the Clone Wars. Maul was trying to build an army of pirates. So let him. Let him play with the rabble. They're just petty crooks. It is of no relevance to the Senate compared to the Separatist threat. Good day, gentlemen. All right, you all heard the same thing I heard. The voice change. And he calls them all just petty crooks. That is because... Actor Ian Abercrombie uh, passes away in the year 2012. Uh, he, up to this point, he had recorded the majority of his dialogue for this season of Star Wars: The Clone Wars. We will hear uh, him throughout season five of Star Wars: The Clone Wars in his final season as uh, as Chancellor Palpatine, as Darth Sidious. Uh, but what you heard there was the new voice of Chancellor Palpatine, the new voice of Darth Sidious, and that would be Tim Curry, the great Tim Curry, uh, coming aboard to fill the role here. And this is his first line of dialogue in that in that role. This was like a, a line they added in later uh, after Ian had passed. And so you hear it there. And it, it's a little startling when you're watching the episode. You're like, wait, that does not sound like Chancellor Palpatine at all. But this is, again, we've all, we all just, we know how the Clone Wars goes. We know all about Ian and Amber Carby's passing and all these things. But I had forgotten that there was an episode where we hear them both at the same time. Uh, being Palpatine. And, and then this is that moment right here. Uh, but I want you to think about what he's saying right now. We've talked about how, you know, Palpatine's playing checker, or playing chess and everyone else is playing checkers. And that's exactly what's going on here. He wants Maul and Opress out there in the galaxy doing what they're doing. He doesn't want them stopped. He wants this to happen. He wants them to 
cause chaos. He wants them to distract the Jedi. He wants all of these things to happen, and he is happy to let it happen. He wants to try and keep the Jedi focused, quote-unquote, on the Clone Wars, on Count Dooku, on, on Grievous. Meanwhile, these two are going to be sowing chaos throughout the galaxy, and this is all going to work out just fine for Darth Sidious. Uh, he's a-okay with all of this. But let's hear the Jedi now as they respond to this. Something is stirring in the underworld. The crime families have had too much free reign since the Jedi have been distracted by the Clone War. I fear it is a fertile place for Maul to flourish, if he has indeed survived. Hmm. Right you may be, Obi-Wan, but heed the words of the Chancellor. We must. A personal matter, this is for you. Clouded, your judgment may be. In time, if he lives, reveal himself again. Maul will, and then, swiftly, we shall act. And meanwhile, Palpatine smiles and loves every second of this. And again, you'd have to think that if the Jedi weren't so preoccupied with the Clone War, that tracking down a Sith might be a bit of a higher priority for them. But again, this is all going... Everything's good. <laughs> everything's coming up Palpatine, baby. And uh, that's just how the Clone Wars works. Uh, you would think tracking down a Sith would be a big deal, uh, but not when the Chancellor says, hey, 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 Grievous, that guy with all those arms, let's get him. He's a big deal. He's, he's supreme threat A number one. And again, this is, I would assume that this is also that cloud, that veil of the dark side on the Jedi. They're not even making clear-headed decisions. You know, Yoda warns Obi-Wan that he may not, his judgment may be clouded. The entire Jedi Order's judgment is clouded at this point. They can't even see the forest for the trees at this point. Like, it's, the darkness is right in front of their face and they have no idea. Because um, they are so supremely distracted by being uh, warriors in a, in a war that they have no part, no place being in, really. And the, the Jedi have, have come so far, or have fallen so far off of their own path, they don't even know it. Again, now they're soldiers of the Republic, basically. And, you know, they're at the, at the Chancellor's disposal, which is something that we get to explore later on in this season. Another batch of great episodes coming up towards the tail end of this season. Uh, as more Jedi begin to figure these things out about how far they have fallen and how they are uh, no longer the agents of light that they thought they were, that they think they are. Uh, it's really, really a great time to to dive back into these shows, uh, as as we're you know uh, I, I was about to say as we head into Kenobi, but Kenobi's done at this point, so <laughs> tells you when I'm recording the episode, doesn't it? But it, again, to, to have this information now, to be able to kind of recontextualize everything as we're getting more and more shows, uh, really just it just it, it's it's just great. It's great to to be able to rewatch these. And put everything else that we're getting in, into into a sort of a wonderful tapestry of Star Wars. And I can't get enough of it. I love it. This is a great way to start the season. This is a nine and a half for me. I love this episode. It's so much fun. It's Obi-Wan uh, doing great things, being centered, balanced, and putting on a heck of a fight against Maul and Opress. Uh, it, it just works so on so many levels. I love Hondo Anaka. I'm a big Hondo fan. I love Hondo uh, sort of mocking Kenobi the whole time. It's, it's really, really great. I, uh, I love this one. And again, I think this is a really, I think this was the right way to start the season. We'll get into some of the, um, 
again, I don't know if controversy is the right word I want to say, but sort of like the the right and wrongness of what's coming up in the Oneron arc, because there there's definitely some things to chew on in there and, and to kind of decide, you know, how much of the Jedi rightness and wrongness is going on in those arcs as well. You know, the whole thing with Saw Gerrera, you know, more Lux Monteri, Ahsoka, the, there's a weird love triangle thing going on. It's it's uh, it's a weird, wild ride in the next four episodes for, for the Onderon arc. So get ready for those. Uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening and being always as supportive as you always are. I truly, truly appreciate it. Without all the support, this show does not go on, does not exist. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, please make sure you are following us on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. If you want to support the show with some five-star reviews, we would truly, truly appreciate it as a great way for us to stand out, not get lost in the shuffle, and defeat the tyranny of the algorithm. It's like a Sith Lord, so we can't let it dominate us, all right? We have to fight the algorithm. We truly, truly appreciate all your efforts. If you'd like to support the show financially, you have that option as well. Over at patreon.com forward slash Mandivision, you can become an official Mandivision maniac and hang out and get, well, hang out, I guess. I mean, you'll get access to sweet bonus content. And then if you want, you can hang out with rad, rad people like the Aspinel Chody, the Batman Abejo, Jeff Nail, Jess co-hosting the Ring and Air, a great music podcast, so check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pride Brewing right here in San Diego, and now Baltimore, Maryland, the Beer Hop, Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops, the silent assassin, he who should not be named, and Syndicate Ram, co-host of Come On, It's Still Good. Thank you all so, so much for being here. I'm really excited that we're into season five. So many high watermarks in, in the series are coming up, and, and it's going to be really, really exciting. So stay tuned next week. We get the introduction of Sagarera and some more uh, like sort of topical, real-world kind of things that we can apply to Star Wars, which, you know, you know I'm sort of like scared about <laughs> so but we're gonna talk about it anyways so get ready we're gonna have keep your bucket on it's gonna be we're going we're spending a lot of time in the clone wars in the next four episodes all right uh we take a little break from sith lords and we go to clone wars all right and we get to see uh uh get to see rex in like non-combat fatigues it's gonna be quite quite the spectacle let me tell you all right we'll be back very very soon this podcast can only end one way this is the way this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs>